Hello, podcast listeners. Sarah here. Welcome to another episode of the Montague Reporter Podcast. Valley Eye Radio allows people with visual and reading impairments to have access to local news, including the Montague Reporter. In this episode, I speak with Harold Anderson, the programming coordinator for Valley Eye Radio, and Jan Rowan, a volunteer who reads the Montague Reporter for Valley Eye Radio. I hope you enjoy the show. Harold Anderson and Jan Rowan, thank you so much for being here on the Montague Reporter podcast. Well, thank you, Sarah. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you. Could I ask each of you to introduce yourselves to our listeners? Okay. My name is Harold Anderson. I am the programming coordinator at Valley Eye Radio. I've been here for about close to six years now and basically handle all the programming here. And I'm Jan Rowan. I've been reading the Montague Reporter for Valley Eye uh, for... I don't know, Harold, what is it about? <laughs> it was about March or so, because I remember January, February timeframe, we put out this press release asking for volunteers, because at the time we had a very big need for readers. And we put this out, and we had a phenomenal response. And I very much remember the day that Jan came in, because usually we had people coming in in order to do their test read. And Jan walked in and she was holding a copy of the Montague Reporter. And I said, oh, this is great. Because it was one of the few publications we had at the time that we hadn't been able to have a read or two yet. Because, you know, frankly, it was pretty far away. We didn't have access to it. So fortunately, it worked out great with uh, Jan. And then, of course, we all know what happened in March where everything kind of changed. And uh, virtually everything that we're doing is now remote. Harold, can you give us an idea of what Valley Eye Radio is and its mission? Certainly. We've been around for close to 42 years. We used to be called the Valley Radio Reading Service. Right now, we're one of six affiliates in what's known as MAIN, M-A-I-N, the Massachusetts Audio Information Network. And our purpose is to provide accessible programming, primarily for those who are blind, visually impaired, or have some other kind of health condition or disability that prevents them from being able to independently access print material on their own. So they don't necessarily have to be blind, but they might have a stroke, they might have a head trauma, they might have Parkinson's, they might have some other kind of condition that just makes it very difficult for them to access that material. So what we do, we cover Hamden, Franklin, and Hampshire counties. And we have, actually last count was a little over 100 total volunteers that read various publications all through the Pioneer Valley. We cover all the major newspapers, all the community newspapers. We do some number of magazines. And the purpose is to provide this in an accessible format for people to be able to access the information because our main focus is connection, connecting people to their communities, connecting people to what's going on. And if you are blind or visually impaired or have some other kind of inability to read print material, it makes it very difficult for you to find out what's going on in your community, to stay in touch, to really know what's going on. There's a tendency in our listeners to withdraw. When you have some kind of disability like that, you don't feel as connected, you don't feel as useful, so you just kind of stay to yourself. And we want to combat that, we want to fight that. So by providing this information, reading from their local newspapers and publications, we're looking to connect them with what's going on and continue to keep them as part of the community. 
Does Valley iRadio exclusively do news programming? Most of our programming is about the magazines and newspapers. However, we do supplement with other kinds of programming. We have health programs. We have veterans news programs. We have a veteran news program every afternoon at 2.30 where we try to update veterans as kind of an outreach. Mm -hmm. We also have things that are a little more fun. I try to keep it a little bit light from time to time because the news can get a little heavy, especially as we know in the last several months. Yes. Jan, you got involved in March. Uh, Was that right before the pandemic? February or March. Yeah, it was right before. I only had the one chance to go into the (laughs) (laughs) And what happened when the pandemic hit? Well, the beauty of this is we get to volunteer from home. So I read at home. Yeah, so you don't have to drive to the studio, which is, where's the studio? Our studios are located in downtown Springfield. We used to be at the WGBY building, but we moved last month to uh, Federal Street, uh, which is across the street from Springfield Technical Community College. So we're here in Springfield, but we do cover the three counties. Mm -hmm. And it's been very important to me ever since I really got into this, that I wanted to expand and improve our coverage of Franklin and Hampshire counties, which being in Springfield, you can imagine that it can be a little bit difficult being connected with what's going on there. So I'm very glad with the expansion of program that we were able to accomplish with the help of Jan and others who, frankly, it is a bit of a drive, as I'm sure Jan could tell you, Mm -hmm. to come down to Springfield. So it was a problem trying to find volunteers from that area and nobody knows their area better than people who live there. So that is something that was very important from us and I'm very proud of. So Jan, could you walk us through your recording process from when you get the paper to how you record? And um, specifically, I'm wondering how do you choose which parts of the newspaper to read? So I get the paper online and I actually read it off the computer screen. Mm-hmm. So it's been the best thing ever that the Montague Reporter started publishing online for me. But as Harold said, they want to focus on on news. So I mostly read everything. In a half an hour, I can get almost everything off the front page into the news. And occasionally I get to dip into the human interest stuff if if I have some spare time. Do you ever get feedback from listeners with special requests of articles or parts of the newspaper to read? Well, I haven't. Have you, Harold? No, unfortunately, our, again, our listeners tend to be rather quiet, and I would love to have more feedback from our listeners. I, mean, I would love them to call and let me know what they would like to hear, because as of right now, I'm pretty much going by what I think they know, and occasionally when I meet some people, I find their particular interests, like there was a true story. Uh, one time I was delivering one of our specially tuned radios, and we can get into that, to one of our listeners. And he had mentioned to me that he was interested in local history, especially the Quabbin Reservoir. So when I got back to the studio, I contacted Cliff Reed from the Department of, uh, let's see, uh, well, Cliff Reed from over in the Quabbin area. And he came in, we did a full half hour program on the history of the Quabbin Reservoir. And it really cued me into the fact that our listeners are very interested in local history. So since then, we've been doing a lot of programming, little articles to longer programs dealing with local history because of that feedback that we got from them. Jan, how do you actually record on your computer? Do you do it in like GarageBand or Audacity or on a website? We use Audacity. Okay. Yeah, that's what I use to edit the podcast as well. It's like an open source 
I'm, um, I'm not very, I'm not very really good at it. And I, <laughs> Just give me a call. I'd be glad to go over it with you. I call the Herald and he fixes all my, so it's pretty good. It works great. So you make, you have a 30 minute recording slot. Does it always work out with the articles being the right length to fill 30 minutes? No. Um, occasionally I'm a plus or minus on my 30, but uh, when I have to edit the articles, it, it, you know, that makes it hard. And, and But I have. Sometimes I'm just cutting paragraphs right and left and, you know, getting to the bottom line. And, and Harold said one time that I can do editorials. And every now and again, I stick that in. And I may say that when I'm reading a story and, and crunching it. Mm-hmm. So, Harold, once Jan sends you the audio file of her uh, recording of reading the paper, what happens next in the process? Once I get the link, people send me a link to the file. Once I get the link, I then download the program onto our computer. Then I run it through a processor, and then I bring it up on our editing software. And what I'm looking for in that case is to just adjust the volume if necessary. And then I do a quick go through in order to see if there's any what I call lip smacks. You know, somebody does that, or there's excessive pauses or if necessary, if let's say the program runs a little long, it runs 31 minutes, then maybe I might have to do a little bit of editing myself in order to bring it down to the 30-minute time frame. Once that's all set, I just load it into the playlist. Uh, we have got software here, which is very good. And it once I've loaded it in, it then knows when to play it. And we're golden. What can listeners of our podcast do if they would like to listen to Valley Eye Radio? Okay, Valley Eye Radio obviously is intended, as I said, for those people who are print impaired, which is kind of a general term for what I had mentioned before. Right now, the traditional way of listening to Valley Eye Radio is what I mentioned earlier, the specially tuned radios, because I like to say we're a radio station that you cannot hear on the radio. And the reason I say that is because we do not have a tower. We do not have call letters. We do not broadcast, if you will, ourselves. What we do is we piggyback off of existing radio stations. So there's a few radio stations in the Pioneer Valley, one of them being WHAI in Greenfield, where if you listen to WHAI on your traditional radio, all you're hearing is their main signal. What you're not hearing are these signals or these frequencies just off the main signal called sidebands. What happens is is that they are allowed by the FCC to give nonprofits like ourselves access to those sidebands so that they can carry our programming. So the traditional way that someone has listened to our programming is they would contact us or a family member or a caregiver or whoever and make a request for one of those radios. Once they, and we have the radios which are tuned specifically to that sideband frequency, let's say for WHAI. So once they have that radio, all they do is they turn it on and they listen to Valley Eye Radio. That's the traditional way. Unfortunately, in the Pioneer Valley, there are numerous areas where the radio reception is frankly not very good. Mm-hmm. So that has always been a problem. What we've been doing in the last couple of years is expanding beyond that in order to make our programming even more accessible to people. We have a brand new website right now, valleyiradio.org. There are no uh, spaces, just valleyiradio.org. And on there, there is a button that you can click on. It will download a file for you. And by playing that file, you will then listen to Valley Eye Radio. One thing I have found out, however, in the last few weeks, is that the Windows Media Player will not be able to access that file. There is another open source media player called VLC, which I've used myself. 
which does play the file. It's in a .pls format. And the file is called listen.pls. And that's what you play in order to listen. The other ways that we've been looking to expand is that we have contacted various cable access stations. There's about five or six cable access stations in the Pioneer Valley that are currently carrying Valley iRadio, generally on the station where they have the community announcement bulletin board. So anybody with vision or something can certainly read what's on the bulletin board, but what they're hearing is Valley iRadio. We've also gotten in contact with um, assisted living facilities. There's one in our local area in Longmeadow called Glen Meadow, where they have an internal communication system. And one of their channels is Valley Eye Radio. So people can listen to that. We're working with the various hospitals to try to get our programming into their systems as well. So if anyone listening to this is connected with an assisted living facility or some other kind of facility, and they do have an internal communication system, please give us a call because we'll take care of it. Uh, there's no charge for it. And oh, by the way, I do want to mention that for Valley Eye Radio, there is no charge to our listeners. There's no, there's no subscription fee. There's nothing like that. When we do give out one of those specially tuned radios, we do request a donation of $65, but that is just a request. It is not a requirement. If someone wants to get in touch with you directly, either because they know a way to expand Valley Eye Radio or because they want to, let's say people wanted to provide feedback on programming, how should they get in touch with you? Certainly. Uh, best way is probably by email, which is Harold, H-A-R-O-L-D, at valleyeyeradio.org, and that's V-A-L-L-E-Y-E-Y-E-R-A-D-I-O.org. Our phone number here is area code 413-747-7337, or they could go on to our website and they could just message me through that would be fine as well, too. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so you could send me a message on Facebook either way. Jan, I have one more question for you. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about your motivation for doing this volunteering and also why specifically you wanted to read the Montague Reporter. Well, I think the Montague Reporter is the best newspaper we've got in the Valley. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Actually, I'm serious. And I'm also a cartoonist for the Montague Reporter, so I'm always looking at it, right? Ah, uh, yes. Tell us about, can you give a little um, shout out to your comic strip? I draw three degrees of warming, which is about climate change. So it's not always funny. Mm -hmm. There's that. But I got involved because it's it's a it's an interesting radio kind of program to do. I was a disc jockey way back when, and um, it just seems like a, a pretty easy half hour to give away, you know. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I would like to say is Jan is a very good reader. I get readings and recordings from a lot of different people, and some require a bit more editing than others. Uh, Jan's does not require much editing, I must say. Thank you, Jan. Except for the lip smacking and stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do that for everybody. In fact, I even do that on my own recording. So. Great. Do either of you have anything else that you want to add that you think is important to include in this podcast episode? I would encourage people to get involved and to read because it's easy to do. It doesn't cost you much to get going. And it was a good way for me to get something out on the waves that I thought were was important for people to hear. 
Exactly. And we are always looking for volunteers. There's always a need for someone. I have people that do just an article or two a week to people who do half hour programs to people who do multiple programming. So the involvement that somebody does is completely up to them. Our biggest issue is that we are basically a 42 year old best kept secret. Unfortunately, there's still a lot of people that have not heard of us and do not know about us. And that's one of the sad parts about it is when I encounter someone and I tell them what we are and what we're doing and they go, oh, if only I had known my, my mother would have loved your programming. And I think, oh. so we are looking to try to get the word out as well too. So anything that someone can do to let people know about Valley Eye Radio, especially those people who could use our service, who, who need our service in order to stay connected to their community, please let us know. And we want to do whatever we can to help them. Yeah. And I just started this podcast last year. And so we're also a, a well-kept secret in the Valley. And if you happen to be listening to this on Valley I Radio or elsewhere, you can find out more about the podcast and the Montague Reporter at montaguereporter.org slash podcast. And pretty soon, at least sometime in the future, we will be having podcasting as well, too, on our Valley Eye Radio website. It's not there yet, but it's one of the works in progress. And we're also hoping in the future to be able to get a dedicated live stream of our own. Right now, it's done through the network. And that will allow us, so when, when somebody clicks on our website, they won't have to download a file. They'll just be able to listen directly. Coming soon to a Valley Eye Radio near you. <laughs> well, Harold and Jan, thank you both so much for being here and for this great conversation. Well, thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs>